Welcome back to another episode of the Purple Pill Podcast. This is episode 148 of the Purple Pill Podcast. I'm your host, Rob. I'm with my co-host, Darren, in L.A. And this is a special Valentine's Day episode of the Purple Pill Podcast. Ooh, how you guys been this week, man? It's been good, man. Good week. I've been looking on this Power World shit because I'm waiting for Nintendo to drop the hammer on them. Yeah. I just I don't understand how you can just be so brazen. Like you like you know they're gonna come for your pockets. And you're gonna drop this shit on their console, like they're not gonna know. It's on Switch. I didn't know it's on Switch. And and your your excuse is we told the AI to generate these. We didn't generate them. That's crazy. Yeah, I feel like that still can be like they can still see the shit of them for that though. I like that's a crazy defense to me, dude. But I do give them the props. They built this whole shit with a 10k budget, so that's actually really impressive. And it's like the number one game on Steam right now. It's crazy. Still crazy to me. That's impressive. Like, do you know what the community wants? They want an open world Pokemon game that's not trash. Make it. Yeah. Nah. We've been asking for that for like never. That's that's not what Nintendo wants. (laughs) Yeah, we don't. That's crazy to me. Crazy to me. Uh, anyway, what well, we got this week, man? Well, we got a lot of news. We got a lot of different news. But first, I almost forgot. Um, I didn't do one of my Black History Months last week. Uh, so I was going to do one this week. And uh, hold on, give me a second. I, now I got to find my fucking notes. I wasn't prepared. Oh, here we go. Can I, can I throw mine out there while you... Wait, no yours? No, because I... I we supposed to have one every week? Uh, yes. Okay. So mine this week one. is Langston Hughes, the poet. Um, I really like Langston Hughes. My mom put me on Langston Hughes at a young, early age. Um, we had to do this thing like in one of my literature classes where we had to recite a poem by heart. And I memorized his poem, um, A Raisin in the Sun, which I might read later. But Rankston Hughes is really big because of the Harlem Renaissance back in the 1920s. Um, Very big during the poultry and jazz eras. Uh, uh, He was also known as an activist uh, in his community, including racial discrimination uh, in the civil rights movement. Uh, Hughes was influenced by blues and jazz music, the works of Walt Whitman and the Realities of African-American Life. Uh, Hughes' legacy is profound with his working works being celebrated for their beauty, the portrayal of black, the, the black experience in America, and their influence on later generations of writers, artists, and activists. And I wanted to finish this by reading um, A Raisin in the Sun. But, uh, give me a second. Do you believe uh, the rumor that he is, he was homosexual? I didn't know that was even a rumor. Or, or, or asexual, I guess they should say. I didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh. Uh, continue with the call, I'm sorry. Hopefully this is the full thing. I don't know if this is the full thing. Uh, what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load. Or does it explode? A Raisin in the Sun by Langston Hughes. I don't think I know this poem. So what do you guys think a dream deferred is? I don't know. I've put no thought into it. Uh, Can I get back to you at the end of the podcast? Yeah, get back to me. Right down. Darren, what's a dream deferred? Uh, Honestly, it could be a metaphor for the black struggle at the time. And if we continue to wait wait on it, 
what happens to it. All, all I got to say is we did have uh, President Obama. I think that's the, the dream deferred. At least in my eyes. In my 2024 eyes. All right, Darren, who's your guy? Or girl? Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Boo. He just got a statue boo. out of... There's no reason to boo Kobe Bryant. I don't even understand that. But rest in peace to, to the Bean. Uh, the Black Mamba. Um, just got a statue out of outside of Los Angeles. Uh, crypto Arena. I think he actually got three statues and they just showed on the internet the one. Wow. The Mamba. I think it's self-explanatory what he's done. Yep. We're, we live in the decade that you can you can kind of live through it, or if you didn't live through it, you can look it up. It's not the biggest thing I want to shout out for him, though. I think truthfully, off the court, is that his second act was going to be crazy, and then he went like I think he won like an Oscar, his first uh, documentary that he did. Yep. Um. So I think his uh his second chapter was about to be that chapter was about to be something special. It's off and the I, court chapter. And, yes, and then also. Respect to Gigi because I I was the person that said that this girl is going to be the person that makes uh guys care about uh the WNBA and everything. And to credit, uh Rob can honestly say right now that we we've been watching uh college women's college basketball and these girls been balling. So, um, yeah, I think like just legacy. Did you have one this week? Uh, I do because I panicked, but I wanted to shout out my guy Keith Silverstein. Okay, I don't know if you want to pull it up his Wikipedia real quick, Rob. But uh, I'm a big nerd, I enjoy the animes, and this is my guy, he's one of the best voice actors. I know he's not chocolate like us, but he's still black. And um, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's been the lead, the voice, and a lot of shows I enjoy from Bleach to Hunter x Hunter, Gerudo, you name it. Seven Deadly Sins, Shaman wow. King. He's, he's in it all. He's in it all. So if you watch anime, you probably heard his voice, and you know he's the shit. He's even in Jiu Jitsu. I didn't even know. I got to rewatch that. Who is he? Jack? Oh, this nigga played Professor Oak. Isn't that funny? I'm telling you, he's the goat, bro. Like, if you watch anime, you know him. <laughs> That's incredible. That is a this. That is a real one punch. One. It's crazy. That's right. He's been in Sailor Moon. He's been in everything. Tell me, dog. Is he half Japanese by chance, or is he just? I don't know him that well. I just don't know. Not good at reading for these characters. I was trying to find a video of his voice so we can hear some of his voices. Let's listen to a couple of his voices. Survival is your responsibility. I have a head injury. I'm serious. I'm Keith Silverstein. I've been a voice actor for about 15 years. Yeah, I'm uh, currently working on... Uh... I'll come up with a voice sometimes, and I'll be like, that's kind of cool. There's something there, but it's not complete. It's not a complete character yet. Alright, uh, I might be a racist. I saw the picture of this man. I was like, oh, he might be black. I'm looking at him right I now. Said, I'm like, this nigga Italian. I say <laughs> he might not be chocolate like us, but you, you get the gist. Oh man, I'm not convinced anymore. Oh shit. Oh, he's, shit. he's close. 
He's close. And so I will sit at my booth at home on the microphone and just work on that character. How does this character laugh? What does this character do? He just look really tan. I'm gonna be 100 with you. That's what I said. That's what I said. He's there. He don't look like chocolate, but he's there. I don't know. Oh, I'm panicked. His hair don't look like it. That's the thing that they're angry. You know, oh, when they laugh, he, how do they laugh? And, and just read a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. Okay. A lot of copy. Bottomless, he need, like he like they don't wear anything. <laughs> it's funny because you wouldn't think that, you know. But I mean, you oh, can exactly, no, bro. I wouldn't think it. That's the problem. Oh man, That's um, mm. all right. On that note, let's get into it. What's up? What's up, Dan? No, I was gonna say I was just started. I was about to start a new anime. Uh, that just started on a Cartoon Network like last night. I just recorded. It. I can't remember what it's called. An it's anime? Yeah. What's it called? It's on Tsunami. I want to say Ninja is something. I can't remember what it's called. Top of my head. I checked it out this morning, but I didn't get to watch it. I'll let you. Okay. I'll let y'all know about it next week. Say less. Let us know what it is. What it's called. I might check it out just for the fuck of it. All right. And on that news, let's go ahead and start getting into our topics. The first topic is more updates on Jonathan Majors. Uh, Jonathan Majors accused of abuse by two more women. Lovecraft Country crew members recall difficult behavior. I remember this is where you guys told me about Jonathan Majors, where he like kind of popped off from, if you will. Because I know you guys love this show a lot. I like this show a lot. I, I, I definitely liked it. This was the... This was an amazing show, truthfully. Are we going to read the article? Because I don't What kind of abuse happened? All right, I'll read it. Um, <laughs> so two women have come forward with new abuse allegations against Jonathan Majors on Thursday, accusing the disgraced actor of physical and emotional abuse and report to the New York Times. The report also cited interviews with 20 other people who alleged Majors has a history of vol volatility for the times. Volatility. Volatility? Is that what it is? For the times. And that the reported uh, confronted female co-workers while on set of the HBO series Lovecraft Country, leading to several to complain to the network. The Times report references the an account from Emma Duncan and Mara Hooper, who say they dated Majors between 2013 and 2019, and Duncan told the Times Majors physically and emotionally abused her, and Hooper alleged emotional abuse. That's not a good one. Yeah, this shit gets this shit gets crazy. Scroll up. I'll zoom through the next part. So, per the report, both women described Majors as a controlling, threatening feature who isolated them from friends and career pursuits. The lawyer for Majors told the Times that the relationship with Duncan Hooper were both toxic, admitting that he did say hurtful things but denied most of the claims of physical abuse and said he did not know about the HBO complaints. In Chowdhury's response, also obtained by the Hollywood Reporter, he said while Majors and Duncan's relationship was mutually emotionally volatile, he did not physically abuse her. The new revelations come only two months after Majors was found guilty of reckless assault in the third degree and harassment in the second degree, stemming from an incident in March, 20, March 2023 between the actor and his ex-partner, Grace Jabari. The latter testified that while the two were riding in the car, she saw a text on his phone suggesting he was cheating on her and grabbed it from him. She later said the actor finger from the phone and striking her head as he tried to take the phone away from her and later threw her back into the car. The charges carried a potential sentence of up to one year in prison. At the hearing Monday, the sentencing was delayed to April 8th. Uh, quote, you lose your sense of worth and you have to the times for a relationship with majors. She also says she was engaged to the actor from 2015 to 2019. She and Hooper both recalled majors love bombing them early in the relationship, showering them with a mental gestures before ultimately turning physically or emotionally violent. In a statement, in the statement submitted during the pre-trial of Major's domestic violence case in, obtained by the Times, which per the report was ultimately not prevented to enter 
I don't think the legislative major started to strangle her, strangle and kill her in 2016. The same year, she also claimed that she slipped, that he slammed her body into the mailbox during his bruises on her back and arms. A year later, she says he threw her into the ground and bruised her head. His own. Hooper's relationship with Majors briefly overlapped with Duncan's, though neither woman knew at the time. Oh, scandalous. In the pretrial statement obtained by the Times, Hooper claimed she was not allowed to speak to anyone about the relationship, isolating her from her support system. She also recalled getting pregnant several months into the relationship and Majors refusing to pick her up at the clinic after she underwent an abortion. Led to believe Majors would not allow her to discuss the procedure with anyone else. Hooper said she walked herself home. Quote, I felt trapped at the time and alone. Or I lied. I felt trapped and alone, she told the Times. After the breakup, Hooper recalled Majors discovered she was in a relationship and with someone he knew. She claims he called her on the phone to tell her she was a, quote, whore and said, quote, I hope you die, kill yourself. And I'm going to rip you out of my heart the way they ripped our baby out. Wow. Whoa. That's that cage shit, bro. Like, oh my God, what? These people got she and right. Duncan, she and Duncan also both claim that Majors repeatedly threatened to kill himself throughout the relationship. That's wild. Darren, you want to take the next part? The last part? I'm done reading this. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want in. I don't want to read no more of this. I don't want. So, I don't want. It interviews was casting crew from HBO's Lovecraft Country, and so. Several more people recalled ways in which Major's demeanor was facilitating. That's not facilitating. Validating. That's an word. Vacillate. Vacillated. Alternate or waver between different opinions or actions. So he's kind of like both. To be indecisive. Yeah, it sounds indecisive. Uh, okay, depending who was around, often proving prone to arguments with women. Jessica Coloni, Lisa Jugschwert, oh, and several other female crew members recalled incidents of feeling threatened by majors while on set and corroborated that his behavior made it difficult for them to do their job. The Times reported reports states that Polini, Jugschwert, and the, a third female crew member eventually submitted a complaint to HBL about majors which resulted in the actor being told to apologize. Polini claimed his apology chopped the incident up to a misunderstanding. Chaudhary and Majors, quote, has never, Chaudhary said Majors, quote, has never been told that anyone objected to his behavior. A referee HBO did not immediately respond to Polini's request. Yeah, I don't so know. They that say, doesn't mean they didn't respond. That means they just didn't respond immediately. That's interesting. So they're saying this, this whole time and ain't nobody say shit. Everybody just let it go. They just told him to apologize. They got him out here strangling chicks, taking them to abortion clinics and leaving them in the walk home. This is what y'all just let happen. Y'all gotta, this is what I keep saying. Y'all gotta let shit be known. Now I like this man. And now y'all telling me about this shit. I would have never liked it if I had known all this shit. I still don't know whether to like them or not. These are just allegations to me. I have a question for y'all then. Do you think this he's such crazy. a good actor? He acted through the first part of the relationship to manipulate <laughs> these people. That might be part of it, Rob. You don't know if he acted or not. He might just be some. He and Kanye both these are just. I shouldn't have put him in Kanye's league. Yeah, this is crazy. I don't know. Not Kanye's way. If any of these things are true, wow, bro! You don't treat people like if that. it's true, it's of course. If it's true, of course, I, we got put the if it's true. Because my guy, I'm still on team majors. I, I, I thought maybe this was a one off. He was just trying to get his phone. He had some side that she was trying to smash. He was doing the dash. This is uh, crazy. This these reminds me of the Anthony Edwards tweets. Can we talk about those on here? We, I think we did. Those were, um, it was the text though, right? Yeah. The text to the lady. Yeah. I don't know, man. So how are we feeling about John Majors? Still no, and still he's, he's not coming back for King? Oh, definitely still doing not bad. coming back for King. Yeah, Marvel, 
Marvel already decided that they uh, or they're trying to decide who they're going to go back to. Are they going to go back to Thanos or are they going to go Doctor Doom? Yeah, Thanos yeah. is coming. Thanos is coming back. That's crazy. This nigga fucked up the whole movie yeah. universe. Just imagine that. I was so ready for Kang. We all were, bro. I don't even. I don't know, bro. I, I can't get back on the Marvel if you just don't go with the consistency of what you already started. I understand. Man, it, it, just, it just threw all of Loki away. I'm I know. So that, that was really good. <laughs> that we gotta move off this. I'm about to get upset. <laughs> all right. Um. Next, uh, a company lost 25 million after an employee was tricked by deep fakes of his coworkers on a video call. To the uh, p- police, um, right, I'm gonna speed through this one. Yeah, LA, you got to let us know what's going on here because this don't this don't sound real. Yo, you know I love my scammers, man. You know Darren, Darren, Darren knows I got a soft spot in my heart for scammers. When they call, I pick up. Hello, can I help you? Well, let's figure it out. They are entertainment. You know? <laughs> but these these scammers are on a whole different level. These scammers have learned how to scam for real. So scammers made off with about $25 million after they used defect technology to trick an employee at the Hong Kong branch of a multinational company. Local media reported on Sunday, citing the city's police. In January, an employee in the company's finance department received a message from someone who said they were the company's UK-based chief financial officer. South China Morning Post reported, citing police, the employee then had a video call with the company's CFO and other company employees, all of which turned out to be deep fakes. Based on instructions they got during that call, the employee transferred 25.6 million US dollars to various Hong Kong banks accounts across 15 transfers. It was a week into the scam when the employee contacted the company's headquarters that they realized something was wrong. The Hong Kong police did not name this guy or the company. They said the scammers created deep fakes of meeting participants based on publicly available video and audio footage. The employee who was scammed did not interact with the deep fakes during the video conference, according to the media outlet. And their investigations are ongoing, although no arrests have been made. Deepfake videos are causing global concern. Superstar Taylor Swift is one of the latest as well who got caught up in sexually explicit deepfake videos that went viral on X and Telegram. So, how do we feel about deepfakes? We First of all, are you, is he keeping his job? Is he still alive? In Hong Kong, if you lose $25 million, like, scroll down. They said how much it was in Hong Kong dollars. They said 200 million Hong Kong dollars. Yeah, you're fired. You're gone. Your family's gone. Your generation, your whole generation is gone. They will never know your last name. Like, I don't That's... understand how he doesn't get fired immediately. I'll be like, nigga, you're tripping. Even they if this wasn't name. your fault, bro, you got to go. We got to get for a reason. 25 M's? You just sent it to these scammers talking about, can you restart your computer? No. There's no way I'm going. Deep fake though, bro. Yo, what? We knew how that this you, was going to be a thing. We knew that this was going to be a thing. How did you fall for it that bad? Like, I got to see what this video was. Like, was yeah, they calling you a like, name? How good did it look? Was they like, were they like, yo, LA, got to do this? And I'm like, why me? Like, why didn't you go to my manager? And then they come with the right answer. Like, what's happening here? It's crazy. It's too much. Or you think they were all actually on Zoom and they're just AI in their face, so they were talking to them. Oh, I don't even know. That's just, like, that's just like, like, let's say you work for Microsoft and Bill Gates is calling you on Zoom, like, yo, I need you to do this real quick. And you can see it's him. <laughs> Would you fall for it? Would you tell your boss's boss's boss, fuck you, Bill Gates? <laughs> yeah, bro, Bill Gates just called me. I have it right here. <laughs> Yeah, what was I supposed to say? No to Bill Gates? We knew we knew this was going to get to this level. 
It's too much, man. It's too much. All right. Speaking of childhood, uh, the real world Pokedex is a thing. I'm well, white. It is I for need the one. sky. It is for the sky. Uh, so scroll down. For those of you not deep in the Pokemon lore, in the Pokemon universe, there are these small devices that Pokemon trainers carry around with them. It's good for you. Yeah, perfect. So for those of y'all who don't know, a Pokedex is this thing in the show or in the game where you point it at a Pokemon and it tells you about it. It tells you size, stats, information, all kinds of shit. Uh, so this guy is like, yo, what if I want to build one? So let's skip forward a little bit. He builds one, he 3D prints the shell. So this is how he designs it. It's pretty, you know, pretty cool. Uh, he 3D prints the shell. Keep scrolling through, save some time. You know, can watch the full video later. And uh, he's building with an Adreno pit. Uh, scroll a little bit farther, like at least halfway through. Yeah, you don't gotta watch it, you don't Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, he's he's building it. He's showing you how it's done. Like he comes if you want to come to two. He's eating Chipotle. Keep going, keep going some more until it actually starts working. You don't need to see all this shit. Keep going. So now you can turn this on. So now he's gonna show you how it works. Because he's working with Chat GPT and the Audio. Uh, I don't think that's how you say Piplup, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it knows it. The voice, uh, the diction needs work. Okay, batting 50% right now. Let us try an image on a screen and see how it does. Okay, uh... That's sick. Yeah, bro. I'm going to start going around scanning plushies. random niggas and be like, what Pokemon are you? <laughs> it's going to be like Jinx. Oh, man. It's crazy. No, nah, it's going to be like one of those racist-ass Pokemon. You ever seen those no, racist no, ones? Totally, That's why I just said Jinx. Oh, you did, right? Okay. I don't know. I thought about that. Like so I one. think I think this is pretty cool. So you know, if you got what twenty five bucks to buy an Arduino kit, and you got a three D printer, or you know your library lets you three D print for twenty bucks, you can make a Pokedex at home. It'll take you about six hours. That'll take me twenty four hours. That'll take me forever. I mean, you just got to print it all the codes there, so you just copy paste. Oh, he he just put it like in the description or something. Yeah, he's got it all commented and everything there. Bro, just build one for me, bro. I'll pay 200 bucks for that. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Nintendo can sue the shit out of them, though, the second he makes them. That's genius. Instead of them just making them. Alright, so this next video is about Travis Scott. Um, so just tell me what y'all think of this video. I don't know if you guys have seen this video before, but just tell me what you guys think of this video. Hey, hey, get your fucking dirty ass off the stage, bro. Go. Now, you. Oh, yes, I don't know you, bro. Go, go, go. Nobody on stage, bro. Nobody on stage, bro. No disrespect. I'm an artist. No, no, I don't know. I don't care if you're working for Summer Jam. Bye. You're not working for Travis. This isn't Summer Jam. This is a Travis Scott show. The fuck he think he is, man? Hey, hey, get your... So what did you guys think of that clip? I don't know why he was being crazy towards this guy, but sure. I'm not the biggest Travis Scott fan, so. He could have right. just been like, yo, nobody on stage did That's what I was thinking. But apparently, that's this is Travis's side. This he, this dude's about to get give his side of the story, and I think it's hilarious. In 2015, Travis Scott kicked me off the stage. And this is that story. 
So this all starts in the summer of 2015. At the time, I'm working at Hot 97 as a video producer. Go Google Hot 97 right now. One of New York's biggest radio stations for hip hop and R&B. I'm working Summer Jam. Summer Jam is one of the biggest concert series as far as hip hop and R&B you can have. It is legendary. When I say legendary, I mean these type of people. Part of me is super excited. So if you grew up in New York City, you know exactly what Summer Jam is. The feeling, especially if you've been. Uh, Darren, turn your sound down a little bit. It's uh, echoing. But now I have to work the con. Are you not here? Okay. And who wants to work that long ass show? Not this guy. Mentally, I had to prep. The whole team gets there at 9 a.m. and it's hot. Not like regular hot, but like. Hot, hot. So the whole team had specific assignments. Some people were gonna technical direct, some people were gonna be in the pit, videotaping the artists, some people were gonna be backstage doing interviews with all the artists. I, me, on the other hand, was assigned to follow one of the station's personalities around for six hours. Following around a person talking to famous people is like watching somebody play a bomb ass video game, but like you're not playing, you're just watching. So that was my assignment. I had to follow around Ebro Darden, who's an amazing radio personality at Hot 97, but I didn't want to follow him around. And clearly he didn't want me to either because he pushed our assignment from one o'clock to four o'clock. So I asked my boss like, what am I supposed to do here? He was like, hey, take initiative. I don't know what that means, okay? Had I known better, I'd have probably just fell asleep in a, in a porta potty somewhere, but I didn't. I took initiative. I said, you know what? I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go tape something. Before you actually go into MetLife Stadium, there's a festival stage which is outside. These performers who are about to blow up perform. I had my wristlets, which let me get into everywhere. So I went on stage, I was in back, and people like Tiana Taylor were performing before Tiana Taylor was like huge. I'm filming and I had just learned how to put like cameras in slow motion like a week before. So I was like tooting my own horn. It was like beep beep, you know? I was feeling very good. I was like, wait till they see these shots. Wait till they see the initiative I took. I'm even on the walkie talkie like, hey. So at this point in the day, I'm feeling really good. You know, I can't get in contact with Ebro because he's off doing famous people stuff. What could go wrong, you ask? Well, <laughs> I come back to the stage. There's one more act left. This guy named Travis Scott, young emerging artist from Houston. So I hadn't heard a lot about Travis at that time. I mean, he was buzzing. He was definitely buzzing. And you could tell by the energy he had on the stage, just jumping around, going, we're gonna rage, let's everybody rage. Security, raging, right now. And I'm like, wait a minute, let's rage within reason. Cause as soon as this stage goes down, I'm suing everybody. And it's Jameer Life Stadium after that. So as this whole rage is happening, I'm in the back. I'm capturing all kind of shots. It's looking good. I was on stage so long, his guitar player passed me a blunt. I say drug free. So I said, no, thank you, sir. But I felt like family. Honestly, at this point in time, <laughs> this is the highlight of my day. I mean, I'm not like really like working. Him. So then out of nowhere, music cuts off. Travis turns around and goes, yo, bro, get your nerdy ass off the stage. In my mind, I'm like, wow, whoever's behind me is really going to have a problem on their hands because he wouldn't treat family like that. They passed me a blunt. <laughs> but as he started coming closer and pointing, uh, uh, I'm like, oh, he might be talking to me. And while we were face to face, I knew he was talking to me. I tried to, you know, be cool because, you know, I acquired 401k. I acquired some dental. Don't want to mess up anything. That's fine. I'm fine. So I said, hey, Mr. Scott, I actually work here. So I'm going to f*** if you're doing your job. You got to get on my stage. A few variables came up in my mind. One, I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. You can punch this dude in the throat. Second thing I'm thinking about, I'm short. Tiny bit of a Napoleon complex, and I gotta look up at him. Third thing I'm thinking about, let him hit you first so that you can sue. So as I'm thinking about all these things, <laughs> somebody from his crew is 
pulling me. But at that point, I didn't care. So I asked him, I was like, so you want to fight? No, bro, I'm an artist. I just have a reputation. You got to get on my stage. And I was like, that. I don't care. And then I saw security come and I cared a little bit. I cared a lot of it. And then I finally got off and left because I said, all right, they snapped me back into reality. I'm pissed off. There's a whole bunch of people around me. I took a minute. I woosied. I said, ooh, woosied, 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 chill. Then my phone started blowing up. I forgot to take into account that this was the first year that Summer Jam was live streamed. So what I thought was embarrassing for me in front of thousands of people, quickly, it was a realization that millions of people had watched this. My girlfriend said, oh my God, we heard that you got thrown off the stairs. Are you dead? And Twitter was on fire. I saw a, a, a clip that went viral and I quoted it and I said, hey, that's me, LOL, I'm fine. People started adding me throughout the day. I was like, why are you mad at me? Cause I got thrown off the stairs. Well, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. You a I'm like, you don't even know me. But DM me your location and we can settle this right now. So I had to deal with that the whole day and no closure. It's crazy, right? That's not even the apex of the story. I haven't even told y'all the best part. All right, so days after that, I did an interview with Complex. He had did an interview talking about it uh, at this at our sister station at the time, which is Power 106. Just talking about like how he felt. I spoke about how I felt. I didn't really care, but at that time, I felt like it was closure in a sense because physically we hadn't seen each other, so I was put it to bed. Whole summer goes by, it's so nearing the end of August, and my coworker one night before we had a shoot said, I think Travis Scott put you in his new song. What does that mean? Playing a song, I mean, I'm not like really impressed. I love it. It's cool. This is fine, Travis. So there's a line that stands out towards the end of the song. And it says, Kicking the cameraman off of my stages cause I don't like how he's snapping my angles. A fiery rage comes back over me like, oh, you really think I'm a bitch? Those few months that happened afterwards, I couldn't escape it. Every time I was at my job, I heard it. I woke to. up to pee. Three o'clock in the morning, you know, you fall asleep when George Lopez is playing on MTV. Got back in my bed and the video was on. At that point in time, I felt like he was targeting me one-on-one. -on -one. I couldn't stand Travis Scott. But that damn song, that's a good ass song. Now, weirdly after that, I liked his music. I don't know how to feel about that. And every now and again on Twitter, I have to raise my hand and be like, hey, that's me. So what's the message that you leave with from watching this video? Initiative, sometimes, <laughs> could put you in a multi-platinum recording artist song. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to Twitter. <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought that shit was hilarious. He did, he did a good job. That's funny. Uh, Would you put some up away if uh, Travis Scott said you were taking bad pictures of him? And it's so like, bro, do you see these pictures? These pictures are live. I, I got the slow one. He said he was passing me the blame. Oh, I stayed drug free, but I felt like family. He said, like, family, whoever's behind me has got something to say. <laughs> he said, who's ever behind me is getting it. He said, oh, he talking. He said, <laughs> and what he said, I had three options. I could pop off because I'm from New York or oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, or he was like, or oh, he could hit me first and I could own this whole bitch. It'd be Jamal uh, MetLife Stadium. I'm like, yo, this is hilarious. <laughs> That's what is good for him. Good fine. Good fine. What are you doing? Like she crazy? Cursing at her? Telling her what you won't do? You won't clean your room? You won't do what you want to do? And you talk to your mother like that? Like you tough? Do you think you tough, little man? Talk to me like you talk to your mother. Talk to me. You think you're tough, don't you? Boss up on me. Cuss me out. Tell me you ain't gonna do what I say do. I dare you. I dare you. You ain't gonna do it to me? Why you do it to her? Why you talk to her disrespectfully? Why? Why they recorded this? This kid's traumatized. Why do you talk to your mother disrespectfully? I don't know why I do it. You don't know why you do it. 
Today I'm going to help you find out why. And today it ends. Today it ends. Do you understand? You will not call your mother out of her name ever again. This is what every kid need to watch. There, you gotta start going to the gym, and you gotta start. You gotta open a business where you go to people's houses and do it. Uh, <laughs> and just yell at their kids. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll drive you. <laughs> Set up the appointments. He will come in and yell at your child and discipline them. Mm -hmm. Oh man! A water and a, and a veggie burger. Yeah. A water and a veggie burger. That's hilarious. <laughs> you want your kid to go to college? Call Barry. He got you. He's on uh, For the low cost of $22.99 and a veggie burger, he'll come and set your kid straight. He'll come in with chains and a bat. <laughs> I'm going to hold him back. That way he get that intimidation factor. Like, you better figure this out. There's different was like, ears to the anchor. <laughs> Team of black dudes that is angry. We can do oh, this. Man. Oh man. That's Speaking funny. of angry black men, uh, Bo Jackson was just awarded $21 million in a Georgia black belt in stalking case. Have you guys heard of this? No, I have not. This sounds incredibly interesting. So if you've never seen this before, who do you think is blackmailing and stalking Bo Jackson? Bo Jackson, a crazy person. That's Derek, what I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Person. Some crazy fan. Can you give us background on who Bo Jackson? Oh, Bo Jackson is the best running back that ever played the position, in my opinion, for the Raiders, especially. Um, the most strongest athlete that I probably ever played, uh, played both sides of, uh, or played two sports, excuse me, played running back for the NFL and played, uh, I want to say, played in the outfield. I, I'm not sure I think what he played. Center Center. All right, let's go with that in uh, baseball, and he was elite at everything that he did because he was a freak athlete with his strength. So much so that when his uh, injury that ended his career, they said it wasn't the person that tackled him. It was more so his own strength because he was able to, where normal people were supposed to go down on the tackle, he was able to rip his, uh, rip his uh, muscle out of his uh, skeletal place. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's a different. He's a different freak, bro. He's a different. Yeah, he, he said I'm going, <laughs> bro. He he was not stopping, but he ended up going down because of it. So we say it's a fan, huh? That's what I was saying. Okay, I'm gonna read this out then. So in Atlanta, former professional baseball and football player Vincent Bo Jackson, a running back who won the Heisman Trophy at Urban has won a $21 million verdict in a civil case against his niece and nephew for trying to extort him. The February 2nd decision included a permanent protective order barring Thomas Lee Anderson and his sister, Erica M. Anderson Ross, from further bothering or contacting Jackson and his immediate family members. The Andersons must also stay at least 500 yards. 500 yards is crazy. From the Jacksons and remove any social media from social media any content about them, news outlets report. The lawsuit filed in April alleged that Jackson's relatives tried to extort 20 million from him through harassment and intimidation. Unfortunately, for those attempting to extort 20 million dollars from Jackson and his family, Bo still hits hard. And quote, Jackson's attorney, Robert Ingram and David Tomney said. Monday in a news release about the case. I think he got a big ass check. Scroll down. Was there any more? Yeah, here we go. So, Bo Jackson, 61, claimed the harassment started in 22 and included threatening social media posts and messages, public allegations that put him in false light, and public disclosure of private information intended to cause him some emotional distress. He said Thomas Anderson wrote on Facebook that he would have his text and medical records of Jackson to show America that he wasn't playing around the lawsuit alleged 
The Andersons, with help from an Atlanta attorney, demanded the money in exchange for ending their conduct, Jackson said. He said they threatened to appear at a restaurant near his home and disrupt a charity event he hosted in April in Auburn as a means of harassment and intimidation. Jackson feared for his safety and that of his immediate family in Boston states. It sought a stalking protective order against the Andersons as well as unspecified compensation for intentional infliction of emotional distress and invasion of privacy. And that's all I'm gonna read. You can read the rest if you have free time later on in your, in your day. That's but Bo Jackson got through it. That's crazy, huh? Your own your own man. Me, your own family, man. So uh, so let me, let me get this straight. They tried to extort him for $20 million. But ended up having to pay him $20 million. For blackmail. How did the lawyers think that was okay? That's smooth, boy. That's smooth. There it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's the world we live in, man. Uh, Speaking of great running backs all the time, um, Y'all was saying OJ got cancer. I didn't. Yeah, say OJ it. got cancer. Yeah, I was saying in other sports news, OJ was. Uh, it it came out that OJ has cancer. So I chose like, to do the the happier of the stories. Yeah, hopefully he feels better. We don't gotta go in depth on this. Yeah, but like, do you think people are like happy? That's sick if they are. I mean, how should we honestly? How should we feel about OJ at this point? Because at this point, I'm just kind of like, let this nigga live his life. You shouldn't wish nobody get cancer. I don't care how much you. Know. I, that's just me, personally. They say he got prostate cancer, and I was like, oof. It's crazy how the world played jokes on you. That man probably was crushing it. Now he got prostate cancer. How many people do you think asked him in jail if he really did it? Every person you ever talked to. What else I got to talk to OJ about? How many yards he had? No, fuck that. Did you kill that bitch? Apparently, they had like a really good jail basketball team. All Every right. time I ask for the ball, like, did you kill her? Hilarious. <laughs> Let me stop. All right. Um, Argyle. You got, have you guys heard about this movie? Seen some commercials on it. I have too. I, that's the only thing I've seen. I know nothing about this movie. But LA was saying know. it's one of the biggest flops in movie history. I said that I was asking you guys because I read online that it was a huge flop for Apple. Because yeah. they decided to release it at the worst possible time with the Grammys, the Super Bowl, All Star Weekend, and everything happening. Like, February weekends are always back, always packed with something. That's what they say. Black History Month is always uh, black. Inter- is always entertainment. It's always entertainment that takes it over. It seems interesting though. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but from what you guys told me, it definitely seems interesting. Uh, you're saying that there, this is gonna be the first movie. It was gonna be a movie. Then they're gonna make a book off the movie. Yeah, that's what I yeah. saw. They said that it was a movie that was gonna become a book. The the premise of the book, the the premise of the book is that she's a best-selling uh, espionage. Well, I guess you could read it right here. Uh, reclusive author Ellie Conway writes best-selling espionage novels about a secret agent named Argyle, who's on a mission to unravel a global spy syndicate. However, when the plots of her book start to mirror the covert. A- Actions of her real life spy organization, the line between fiction and reality begin to blur. So essentially, she's kind of goes into her book. She's living her book. I I can't hear Rob if he's saying something. All right, my bad. I said, is the book she's writing the actual books they're going to put out? I I didn't know they were going to put books out to this. So there is an actual book that came out on January 9th or January 4th of this year. 
but I don't know if there are multiple books or what's going on. That's just what I was reading. I was on Reddit. I don't know what's on Reddit, so. Interesting. Wait, so I'm confused. Is she writing the book? Is the book they pro they pro they're producing the book she wrote in the story in the movie? I haven't seen or read either. That's I don't know. The idea that 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 is I a book know. is the part that's throwing me off because I don't see how you can make a book about this. But no, that's it's an actual book. No, no. So the book she's writing that the turns into her real life story is the book they're going to put out. I don't know how. I don't know. How, we don't know. We don't know. Bro. Yeah, I think that's know. what it is, there, and, that, and that's fire. For all, know, for all we know, they're just this. That is the story that and they just copied the book and made it into the movie. No, that's sick. I gotta watch this movie now. I read this book. I'm saying I, it sounds interesting. I just don't understand what's happening. So we're gonna see. Uh, this video is for Darren. Is it good, Darren? So do you have the n-word pass or what because i feel like you almost said it oh on a video God. no i know what you're talking about no i don't have the pass okay. and no i don't use it no, okay. i think that's the most corny thing on the planet i think it's hilarious because how it all happened raiders people come up to me hey uh you take this video you know get the people hyped for the game i'm like all right cool whatever yeah. i'm like what's up y'all boom i'm taking the video <laughs> sometimes i stutter i was like y'all need to show up and i like i like stuttered when i said need I just want to say Sunday, y'all need to be out in Allegiant. And I didn't even think two things of it. Like, I literally took the video, boom, handed yeah. it off, appreciate y'all, went in, took a shower, go to meetings. I'm just two hours later, I have meetings, not even thinking about it at all. Yeah. All of a sudden, I get out of meetings, I check my phone. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, bro? My phone is blowing up. And so I look at the video, I'm like, <laughs> I just started laughing. And all these people are like, bro, what the fuck? Saying a million things, I'm like... Bro, you can't do anything nowadays. Like, yeah. I know I didn't say it or try to say it or whatever. So, do you have the N word pass or what? Because I feel like you. I thought that shit was. I feel like you should get a pass. You should get a pass for the emotional distress there. He should be able to say it once a year on his birthday. I say twice a year when he plays the Chiefs. When the oh, Super Bowl. That's fair. You got to win the Super Bowl first, then he gets the pass for once yep. a year on his birthday. Yep. No, this like this I like call, uh, Pat Mahomes uh, the N word every time he uh, tries to sack him. I'll be cool with that after he wins the Super Bowl. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be funny. Oh, yeah, I'd be terrified. I'd be terrified if I saw that surprise coming at me. Telling me to come here, little nigga. What? I'm terrified. You can have the ball. <laughs> That's funny. Are you kidding me? You'll snap me in half. <laughs> oh, man. So All I right. found this one on the interweb. Um, I'll let the guy explain it, but gambling's getting out of hand. There was Taylor Swift bets too, y'all. Just just playing Taylor Swift bets. I'm not surprised. Things you could bet on during Usher's Super Bowl halftime performance. Now this is for the real unhinged degenerate gamblers. You could bet on the very first word that Usher's gonna say on stage. On Bovada Sportsbook, the favorites are Yo at plus 250, Vegas at plus 300, What's Up at plus 350, Hello at plus 500, and Yeah at plus 500. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going with Vegas here. Will any performers have a wardrobe malfunction? Yes. On the 20th anniversary of the infamous Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake fiasco, you can bet money on wardrobe malfunctions. No is the favorite on Bovada for this one at minus 4,000. Yes is at plus 1,000. I don't think any wardrobe malfunctions are going to be happening at this Super Bowl halftime show, but I should just definitely going to take his shirt off and probably wear a skim. So if you could bet on that, do that. Usher's first song. Now this one's kind of tough, but this is what you can bet on at Bovada. Love in the Club at plus 300. OMG at plus 300. DJ got us falling in love at plus 500. Oh, yeah, yeah. My way at plus 500. And yeah at plus 500. Oh, yeah. I'm going with yeah here because it's a massive song and has enough energy to kick off at halftime show. Usher's special guests to appear. According to FanDuel, here are the favorites. Alicia Keys at minus 330. Lil Jon at minus 105. Ludacris yeah. at minus 250. 
50. Will I am at plus 220 and Nicki Minaj at plus 280. Now the safest bet here is probably Little John or Ludacris because he can bring them out to perform. Yeah, but don't be surprised if the odds for Nicki change by the time of the big show. Will Usher debut a new song? Right now, Fandle has odds as yes minus 120, no plus 100. Now this one is easy money. Usher just dropped his new album coming home, and he's definitely gonna perform at least one of the songs during the show. Go all in with yes here. And that's not all. If you look hard enough, you can bet on all kinds of things, including whether he'll be wearing sunglasses or not, and what kind of sneakers he'll be wearing. Bet responsibly and pray over your parlays. For Complex, I'm Jordan Rose. Peace. So here's my you pink fingernails. What'd you say? I said he had pink fingernails. Hey, that's what the, that's what these dudes are doing nowadays. I don't get it. Yeah. I heard that if you put fingernail polish on, you don't bite your nails because it's disgusting. So maybe that's what it is. But you can put a clear coat on. Maybe they'd have a clear coat. No, these things are just like paint. Yeah, paint. All right, maybe it is pink. Which one are y'all most likely going to bet on if y'all had to bet? Um, First words. Here's the thing, though. I think he didn't understand debut new song. If he just dropped an album, he does an album off the album. That's not a new song. That's not a debut. Uh, Be careful with FanDuel. You never know. Oh, okay. So I'm like, you got to find debut to me because debut to me sounds like this song has never been heard before anywhere. By like the mass public, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's probably he can drop a deluxe version and have a new song on the deluxe version. That's true. That is true. That's what these artists be doing nowadays. What's the first word okay. that you got? I'm saying, LA. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. He gonna pull up. He gonna say yeah. It's gonna drop. What? It's not gonna say Vegas. No, not not that. Yeah, yeah. And then they gonna bring Lil John to Usher and Ludacris. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm, I'm very happy. I hope Lil John comes out because that's going to bring uh, people, uh, make people go watch that Lil John skit from uh, Dave Chappelle again. What? Lil John actually got a Meditations album about to come out with 10 songs. Oh, where? Shut up. Yeah, threw me off too. Is he whispering? <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. All right, we're skipping around a little bit. Um, you guys want to watch this Killer Mike clip? Yeah, I want to see LA. What LA got to say about this? I'm gonna have to move this right. up before we uh, get into the clip. We gotta chill with the Killer Mike slander. The Killer Mike slander is actually disrespectful at this point. I get the kids like Travis Scott and shit, but we're not about to sit here and act like Killer Mike's not a great rapper. That's my problem. Rob said, Rob said he felt like he felt like, oh, because I don't even worry about what these kids say nowadays, but that's just me. That makes me feel old, Darren. I like, like, I get it. Yeah, Travis he, Scott he, has he, been robbed multiple times at the Grammys. Astro World should definitely have won a Grammy. But, like, we're not about to say this was a robbery. That's, that's all I'm saying. What did Jay-Z say in his speech? Some people Ooh. shouldn't even be in the, like, listen to Jay-Z speech. It, it, it kind of explains everything about the Grammys. And he said it at the Grammys. So there you go. Kanye told y'all, Jay Z just had to remind y'all. Yep, like Beyonce got the most Grammys, but don't got album of the year. That's incredible. That's the most. I'm gonna leave it alone. How does it make sense? How does it, it make does. sense? No, nobody <laughs> can justify that. Nobody can. Back to child support. I think the solution is this: no matter what, um, two years. Young woman gets pregnant as a teenager. Young man and woman get pregnant. This is the two-year plan. First two years are debt free. You don't have to pay the government anything back. So she doesn't get to drag him in the court and say, and the court doesn't say you owe us money for investing in your child through food programs, through early Head Start programs. Because in those two years, the boy has the option, or not even the option, he has the demand of the co-man to then go to a trade school. You have to go to a trade school, which incentivize the United States to do it because we need more trades people. We, we do. don't have enough carpenters, we don't have enough electricians, yeah. we don't have enough people building roads. In my community, the girls are going to college and graduating. They have no men to marry because the boys are not going to college in the same way. My teachers were married to a trades. My teacher who we call doctor, 
Her, 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 her husband owns a locksmith company. Her husband was a, was a carpenter, was a mechanic. So they had a good life. Their kids went to school right the same schools we went to. I think that the incentive to solving the child support problem and a part of solving our infrastructure problem is to incentivize young boys who have gotten a girl pregnant. You must now go through two years of trade school. But wait a minute. So, okay, I like what so you're saying. Let me give you the rest of the answer. Like, okay, go ahead. After that boy graduates, you get a further incentive if you and the girl marry. If you and the girl marry, we'll give you these incentives, zero finance, home loans, something out of hood besides an apartment with a leaky faucet and rats and roaches in it, but incentivize marriage, which then strengthens our community, the black community, and strengthens the greater community because now you have more American marriages, you have people with stronger financial stability, and you have tradespeople married to women of education, and you begin to recreate communities like what Auburn Avenue was, what Edgewood was. Mm -hmm. I believe you could do this from the executive order because the money that Ford funnels down from the feds through the states to help mothers, then it can be attached. Well, we're not only helping mothers, we're helping fathers too. Mm -hmm. If a boy gets a woman pregnant, not only does she receive tanner, I see your face, you right? Good idea. If a boy, if a woman receives tanner, she receives goods, the boy now has a must. You're federally required now to go to trade school. And in those two years, what you put out on the other side is a person who's trained, a person who has an incentive to marry, and a person. So I got this is what I got from this. Uh, we should get bitches pregnant at 16. I don't know where you get that at. Get a girl pregnant. Go get a trade. And the government pays for everything. No, 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 Rob. Because ultimately, people aren't going into these trades. That's... We are we like he. I think he's trying to push people into going into these trades because it doesn't help the infrastructure in general. We need more of it, and it also helps people, helps young men make money at a younger age, doing something that's an actual trade instead of just oh go get a job at Burger King or McDonald's or something like that, which is not bad jobs. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying to actually help the infrastructure of America. The jobs that he kind of laid out are kind of better. Now, I just want to know y'all views on that real quick. Also, I was going to ask uh, uh, Kiki and uh, you know the rest of the crew. I, I mean, compared to um, the alternatives, I mean, I can see it being a possible solution. I don't know about it being mandated, but it has it has legs to to walk and grow. So definitely something to think about. My point, my whole thing is, at what point do we? How how do? I think that's the most reasonable answer to the to the to the problem, in my opinion. Yeah, they're they're definitely. Uh, here's my only problem with that plan, Darren. It sounds a little too good too good to be true. For, while he was saying this, I was just thinking, how how would OKG use this to scam the government? Now I'll try to think of ways to use this to scam the government. You get a girl pregnant, you get a free j trade job. Like I like I don't. I don't think it's I free. Think I think it's just the idea. I think if the idea is to take the money from child support and the money that that's already going to these single mother households or whatever, what is what money is this? Is this like a ETF money? Like SNAP and stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. Well, I I think what he was saying is like because. They sign up for these programs because you know they're in lower income areas and they can't really afford to for their child, so they have to sign up for these government assistance programs. But what he's proposing is that instead of you know doing that and then coming back at the other party like yo, you owe us this much money for quote unquote child support or you're going to jail, instead of them. What is happening is like, you know, you have an option of now going to trade school 
And for the first year, we do it interest-free, free where you're going to trade school, and we're investing in you, and we're incentivizing that, you know, instead of going to jail from defaulting on child support every other week or whatever it works on. You're now in trade school where we can help you grow, learn, and trade, and you're incentivized to get married because if you do get married to that woman and that child who was on these programs and get off these programs, you're eligible to get zero interest loans, buy a house, things of that nature is what he's proposing, which makes sense. It's just, I don't know. Like, it has legs. It can grow. I just don't know the ins and outs and how the system works. So, But that's what I got out of that movie. I really like the idea, so that's why I'll put it in here. I mean, yeah, you can scam anything, Rob, to your point. Like, I can have 30 kids and go through this process and create some, you know, get four free education. Who knows? So there's only before, uh, I mean, you can only get so much, what, benefit. Like, it's that actual age. Like, okay, you got somebody pregnant at 16. Now go get a trait. But by, like, the age of 20, if you're not married to this person, what? Why can't they put you back on? Why can't they put you on child support at that point? What if you guys get divorced? What if that person dies? What if there are things that happen? There are other cases. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's got legs, and it can grow. Definitely something to think about. It's a good thought. Instead of very thought out. Instead of the government just putting the job like you got this person in the trade and they're paying back this loan, like it, it makes sense. The government doesn't just eat it. You know, and here's my thing about it. I think both Republicans, I think Republicans can get behind this too. Because ultimately, you don't got to pay into the benefits as much. The benefit, maybe. That's a theory. If it if it really gets the legs as supposed to, that you don't have to pay that much into the benefits program. Because after so long, they should be being able to support their own household. It sounds, it sounds promising. It does sound really good. I don't know. Especially if we're reverting like money, taking money from something else to, to put it into this. I, I think that sounds like a great idea. You know, not just trade, but you can, you know, do STEM. Like, STEM is definitely still needed. Like, engineering is still needed. Definitely help build communities. And you're able to build and create your own things. But that's a conversation for a different day. This is yep. something that has legs. And I think people know it. I just want to do barbershop. Look like Gary. Right? I think I think this is a senator or something. Uh, uh, some type you know, of. Do you know how much a barber chair weighs? I've always thought they weighed like millions. Uh, you know. Have you ever moved a barber chair? No. Uh, I never have either. I never. They don't move though. They don't seem like they move. I mean, they got these in a different situation, so it looks like they that's move. True. That's true. Maybe that's just the podcast setup. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Nah, you're right. They definitely written this out as a bar, uh, actual barber shop too. I don't know. Uh, you guys got but, anything uh, else on this, or are we about to run through some topics? We're about to. We're, we're over uh, I got my what is a dream deferred for you, Rob. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think what he was saying in that uh, poem was to keep going and achieve your dreams and goals. Don't let them turn old and fester like a sore. He was giving people an encouragement to continue to follow through with their dreams. And even if, you know, it's been a while, you deferred it for a while, like it can still grow. It doesn't have to die or become something that makes you sick or ails you. I think that's what I got. It's pretty far. Yeah, we got so many things yeah. we didn't get to. Uh, I already said my heart. Oh, I don't remember. All right. I mean, I think, I think, I think, okay, I think LA's is perfect, though. LA's is really good. Yeah. I had time to think uh, about it. My dream deferred is President Obama. And on that note, I'd just like to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Purple Pill Podcast. This was episode 148 of the Purple Pill Podcast, and we'll see y'all next week. Have a happy Valentine's Day, y'all. I respect my gifts in the mail. <laughs>